Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Clive, it's very nice to have you here physically with us and also at the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for joining us. And I've mentioned before that I've been transcribing one of your courses on gratitude and I learned a lot and I wanted to mention everything I learned or I wanted you to explain what gratitude is for us. Could we start from the very basics and explain what gratitude is? Likewise, I'm very grateful to be here and to share something that I've found very useful. I've been teaching meditation for over two decades, and all through that time I've found the attitude is the most supreme and the most important thing in people learning to meditate. Our attitude is the most important thing, but attitudes don't come easy, like an attitude of gratitude is what we're really looking for. And gratitude I would define as like an open-hearted acceptance, courageous open-hearted acceptance of everything that arises both externally and internally. So it's almost like a kind of sacred outlook towards everything that happens around us and to the people we interact with and a sacred inlook so that everything even quite dark aspects of our psyche, that we can integrate all of them with a sense, well, at least this is what I have to work with. So in simple terms, this gratitude is like an open-hearted acceptance of everything external and internal. But this attitude of gratitude is hard work. It is a work to achieve because we have so many obstacles, in a way, to really understanding gratitude. Our culture, maybe as children, we were told when we ate food, you know, be grateful for this because other people don't have so much food. So there's a lot of guilt and shame if you don't have gratitude. And that creates loads of resistance. And in a way, that brings us to a really important topic about gratitude, resistance. It's like the resistance is the causes of suffering or contributes greatly to suffering. There is an equation, pain plus resistance equals suffering. Pain plus resistance equals suffering. Like pain is inevitable, as my teacher Akron Rinpoche would say, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And it's almost like the problem is, it's not our fault, we're human beings, and we just have this kind of inbuilt wiring default setting of resisting unpleasant things. We fear unpleasant things like physical pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, and that makes us want to run away. And this 
is almost like the stress reaction pattern of fight, flight or freeze. It's not our fault, but we're human beings and this is like hardwired into our psyche. But the great thing is that we can like rewire ourselves from the inside. And this is where gratitude helps. It's like pain plus resistance plus gratitude equals freedom from suffering. So the key thing is, pain is inevitable. Okay, I think we can understand that, like pain of birth, old age, sickness, death, pain of separation. We can understand that. And then there's the resistance, like we don't like to leave people we like, we don't like to feel ill. And we're not saying that we've got to be grateful for pain. We've got to be grateful. You know, we should be grateful like when things go wrong. That would be a little bit insane. It's much more subtle than that. It's like we're only human. We do feel the resistance. We do feel sad when we leave people we love. We do feel unhappy. We feel some kind of resistance. That's only human. But then what if we could go one stage deeper and work with that resistance and like love our resistance, like approach it with open-hearted acceptance, open-hearted, courageous appreciation of like no mud, no lotus, as a great Zen teacher Thich Nhat Hanh says, no mud, no lotus, no resistance, maybe even no gratitude that this is energy. This is like in alchemy, they could transform lead into gold. That was the idea, but it was esoterically. It's about transforming like anger into compassion or too much desire into satisfaction and appreciation. So this alchemy of gratitude is the approach we have to resistance is we don't resist the resistance. We're not trying to get rid of the resistance. There isn't this unconscious rejection of the resistance and feeling there's something wrong with me that I'm feeling this resistance and trying to either sweep it under the carpet or even be in denial that it's there. But it's to face it with open-hearted courage. There is resistance here and then mindfulness using recognition skills, this resistance is here. And then we can say to ourselves, it's okay, this resistance is natural, this is human, and with an attitude of gratitude, appreciate the opportunity to transform what is happening right now, this feeling of resistance, like we could transform it in the body, like if the feeling is manifesting in the physical body, like as tension in the shoulders, we could feel grateful for the opportunity to breathe in a sense of it's already here, just let me feel it, breathing into it with this open-hearted, courageous appreciation, breathing into it with this open-hearted courage. And then on the out-breath, letting go of this resistance to the resistance of feeling like this is just more raw material to be processed. So this attitude of gratitude is something all-embracing. And of course, it's not going to happen overnight. It's hard work. It's quite subtle, but it's like approach work. Rather than this, when we feel resistance, that it makes us want to run away. And then the resistance to the resistance helps us get embroiled in a lot of unnecessary suffering. 
This is something more like approach work, like moving towards our resistances, moving towards our patterns of behaviour that cause us that unnecessary suffering. Like, as the poet Rumi says in the Guesthouse poem, welcome everything that arises. It can be seen as a messenger from beyond, that it will keep reappearing until we face it and process it. And also later on in the poem, the idea of learn the alchemy that true human beings know. The moment you accept what difficulties arise, then doorways start to open. So instead of this unconscious resistance to the unpleasant things in our lives, this attitude of gratitude is almost like a, a sense of grace of being able to accept with open-hearted appreciation everything that arises. Very well explained. Thank you for that. And the question I have here is, could you give us an example of how this resistance comes up and how the resistance against the resistance plays on us? Okay, so again, we have to approach this maybe that it's like looking at the way our minds work that it's not our fault, but since even like we were very small children, we develop patterns of behavior like habits. So if as a child there's a confrontation with, uh, or just exposure to the dark, you might feel a bit of fear. And if that isn't processed, then later on it could be like a, a habit that goes all through the lifetime. In classical Buddhist terms, they talk about the three patterns of resistances are ignorance or confusion or denial. And this sense of a separate self, this mistaken sense of identity that is part of the denial or the ignorance is wanting to cling on to the things that are very nice, which is like a desire patterns, and to get rid of the things which are unpleasant. So like if you put the most primitive form of life, an amoeba, like a unicellular creature on like a petri dish, one of these round glass dishes, and you put dilute sugar at one end of the dish and uh, say uh, hydrochloric acid at the other end of the dish and put the amoeba in the centre of the dish, the amoeba will head towards the sugar, ignore the other two sides of the dish and go away from what's unpleasant. So it's like, it's not our fault, but all human beings are just like any other creature on the planet, that they have this uh, wiring going towards avoiding and running away from unpleasant things and then going towards things that are good or like the sugar. So these resistance patterns become like a habitual thing as we're growing up. So it's almost like when something unpleasant arises is like the tip of an iceberg it's not such a small thing it's a trigger because it triggers all of the other times we felt that pattern of resistance like say anger towards the things that we don't like and the resistance to the resistance is almost like this background sense of subconscious bias or an unconscious sense of self like i don't like this i don't want this i find this unacceptable. I find this frightening. And the resistance to the resistance means that we can't just let things go. 
the uh, shelf life of an emotion is really like only a couple of hours. But when this unconscious or sort of cognitive bias towards taking everything personally, this taking everything too personally comes into an emotion, then like an innocent emotion, like for like a, just a normal resistance, if you observe it and don't become it, then it will just come and go in an hour or two hours. But if you like the tip of the iceberg, it buys into all, all of the other times that you felt that resistance, sort of in this sense of self, then it could last 20 years. So sometimes with people who've been traumatized or when they were children or had an unpleasant experience, that this patterns of resistance go on for decades and it's like wired in the brain. And the irony is that those patterns of resistance are trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep us free from harm. But because the nature of life is sometimes like rough, sometimes smooth, like weather, sometimes pleasant, sometimes unpleasant, we are living in a bubble. We are living in a false sense of reality if we deny the fact that sometimes things are rough, sometimes are smooth. So, of course, we'll have resistances, but the resistance to the resistances, especially the sense of a self not wanting anything unhappy, that's impossible. That's the human condition, la condition humaine, is that always there is going to be difficult things. But if we embrace them all with this all-encompassing attitude of gratitude that at least we've got something to work with, no mud, no lotus, then that change in attitude is like approach work. We can move towards our own life, our own body, our own emotions, rather than disassociate or want to disconnect and just space out in a mistaken sense of identity that puts us out of touch with the life, which we should feel so grateful for. Every moment is a miracle. I really like what you said about emotions. The shelf life of an emotion is just a couple of hours. I never thought emotions from that perspective. Because we generally identify with our emotions thinking, okay, I am this angry person or I am overwhelmed. But actually thinking this way, that these emotions have a shelf life, kind of creates this distinction between the emotion and I. So thank you for sharing that. One of the things that caught my attention while I was transcribing your course was that your approach towards gratitude is all inclusive and it includes us, this internal factor you mentioned. Because I think most of the time when we say gratitude, we think about being grateful for the people in our lives or for the house we live in or the circumstances or the safety and security we have around us or for our children. But you included being grateful for ourselves. So how can we implement that? How can we be grateful for ourselves? I think that it's not our fault again, but like in evolutionary psychology, like a say Professor Paul Gilbert, an excellent teacher, will talk about the fact that every human being is like a product of genetic inheritance and social conditioning. And the interesting thing here is that gratitude, it's not our fault that we see gratitude in this very external way, because the gratitude, even the word, like in the Romance language, like gracias or grazie or cinque mille grazie, is defined as like someone or something external 
that internally we feel grateful for. But if we move eastwards, like the in Sanskrit, gratitude is kritajna, which is the sense of grace, the sense of wisdom, this sense of all-encompassing wisdom. And what we must do is overcome our conditioning, because our conditioning is often focused on the outside world and is neglecting our inner turmoil, our inner being. It's almost like we feel a sense of original sin, sometimes a sense of guilty to be kind to ourselves. So in our culture, in our conditioning, we have gratitude to others hardwired. But probably the most important breakthrough can come when we change our relationship with ourselves. And not just to see our value in terms of what we do or in terms of other people, but in terms of our own evolution in developing this like ability like to love our suffering. Like novelist uh, Hermann Hesse would say, there is this one truth that is the resistance to the pain that hurts. Love all of your experience. So this gratitude and this isn't being selfish, it's just making up the balance so that instead of focusing externally all the time with gratitude, we're grateful for ourselves. After all, everybody listening to this podcast, we're all survivors, all kinds of uh, risks and things we've taken during our lives. Couldn't we just be a little bit grateful for all of the hard work that we've done just to survive and try to thrive in this very difficult age of distraction in which we live? Beautiful question. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Clive. Thank you so much for the depth you bring to the concept of gratitude. And I hope to welcome you again in another episode. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.